Joining me right now is UFC rising flyweight prospect, Jillian Robertson. What is going on, Jillian? Uh, nothing much. Just finished up a hard training session and uh, ready to get to my next fight. Three weeks out now, so I'm excited. Right now, you're currently in the UFC, the highest level that you could be in as a mixed martial artist. But you started your amateur career fight, fight career as a teenager. Looking back at that time, what characteristics did you see in yourself that allowed you to pursue such a tough occupation? Um, that's a good question. Um, I really have no idea. It's like, even now, I feel like the sport for me is just more, uh, it's about being smart, being more mental than anything. So it's like, I'm not, going out there, it's like, I'm just, it's a sport to me, you know? It's not something aggressive. It's not like I need to get out anger or anything. But I have no idea what drew it to me in the first place. You're one of the youngest rising stars in the UFC. Did you see yourself in this position so quickly when you started off your pro career in 2016? Uh, starting off my pro career, I definitely did. As an amateur, this is probably the farthest thing I could have thought of. Like, I don't. It was just something for fun that I tried, and then I fell in love with it. But uh, once I was ready to turn pro, it was already the number one Andy in the state. So it's like I already solidified myself. I knew I had Dean Thomas in my corner, so it's like I knew I was capable of getting to the next level at that point. Your last fight, UFC Sao Paulo, it was about five <laughs> months ago. Coming out of that fight, what did you take from that performance and use to propel yourself when you got back into the gym? Uh, as much as I hate the old cliche, you don't lose, you learn, it is so 100%. I feel like there's no fight that I've learned more after it. Just it made me grow as a fighter, mentally and physically, and it just it prepared. It showed me what I needed to do to be able to stay at this level. Because it's like you're never gonna get in there with a scrub in the UFC. Everybody's good. Lately, a lot of fighters that go to Brazil and fight, they don't. They're not satisfied with that. You know, as a foreigner fighting over there, how was your experience? Um, it definitely made things a little bit harder, uh, just like weight cut wise, like all the water in Brazil has salt in it. So it definitely, that posed a challenge as itself. But otherwise, other than that, I don't feel like it was a problem. I know a lot of fighters complain about the judges, but it's like the judges had nothing to do with my fight. So I don't, I never had any issues with it. All right. You seem to have built a close relationship with Dean Thomas. You mentioned him earlier. How has he elevated you as a mixed martial artist. Uh, he is the reason I am a mixed martial artist. When I started, I was 16 years old at, in American Top Team Fort St. Lucie, which was uh, Dean's privately owned gym. So since I was 16, I've been with Dean, and he's the best coach out there for me. I feel like we're just on the same wavelength. He gets me, and we just, like, I flew up to Rufus Sport for my uh, fight camp this time just so I could be with him. So it's like going away from all the girls and the amazing training I have in American Top Team just so I can get his coaching. With that said, not having him in your corner in Brazil, did that impact you somewhat? Um, I don't honestly, I don't think it was not having him in my corner as much as it, I didn't have him in my fight camp. My last fight camp, it was uh, I took it short notice, so it was three weeks long, and Dean was gone with Tyron uh, Woodley because his fight camp was at the same time like it is now but um, so Dean was up in Milwaukee while I was in Florida and I worked with him probably three or four days for that whole fight camp where this one I'm up here I'm working with him every day 
And I feel like just in general, that makes me a more confident fighter going in. Well, you just mentioned that, you know, you're splitting your time, American Top Team. Now you're at Rufus Sport. How long did you spend at American Top Team before you went to, up to Rufus Sport? I've been at, well, I started at American Top Team because Dean, uh, Dean had American Top Team Port St. Lucie. And then I was training at the big gym down south probably like three or four years before I, I just moved down there this year. But um, before that, I was driving in an hour and a half every day so I could train at American Top Team. You, you know, you're spending a lot of time at American Top Team, the main, you know, I guess the, the headquarters. Um, who are you working with for this camp? Who did you work with for this camp over there? Um, uh, again, a short notice fight for me. So it's like I just found out about it a week and a half, two weeks ago. So um, I've had a little bit to prepare and a, a lot. And um, so these last few weeks I've been sparring with a uh, Marina Moraz, she's been she's a flyweight in the UFC. I feel like she's been perfect work for me. And then also there's a newcomer to Bellator, Valerie, Valerie Lareda, who is essentially the exact same style as my opponent. So I've been working with her a lot too. And those two girls have been amazing for the for the last two weeks that I've known about this fight. Right now, you said you're there at Rufus Sport. Um, you got about three weeks left. You know, is there anything you're like mainly focusing on with Dean, Dean Thomas? Um, just really just game planning, just drilling things over and over again. So it becomes second nature once I get in there. It's just going to be like, I've already seen it before. I've already been there. And it's like deja vu. And you just get it done and get out of there quick. The UFC has allowed you to become somewhat of a globetrotter. You know, you fought in Liverpool. You went to Sao Paulo. Now you're going to Prague. It seems like you're living the dream. Oh, yeah, it's definitely amazing. Um, I love the travel more than anything. I would prefer not to do it during fight week. Just it, like you said, like I said, with Brazil, it just adds more stress. Like, like even going to Liverpool, just trying to find food, trying to find things like that when you're cutting weight. It's the extra struggles that you don't want to deal with. So I love the travel, but it'd be nice not to do it during a fight week. <laughs> so your upcoming fight is February 23rd in Prague versus Ver Veronica Macedo. A lot of people would look at this as a classic grappler versus striker. In your eyes, how do you break down Mercedo? Um, I don't think she's just a striker. I feel like like she's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, I know, and I uh, feel like she is pretty confident in her leg lock game. So it's like uh, I expect her to be uh, looking for my feet a lot, you know, going for heel hooks, going for knee bars. But I feel like otherwise my jiu-jitsu is fairly superior to hers. I her. I feel like uh, the other two girls she fought in the UFC, Andrea Lee and uh, Ashley Evans-Smith, they're not at my level of grappling, and they just dominated her on the ground. So I feel like she's definitely going to try to do the taekwondo, but I don't think she'll be scared to go to the ground with me. I feel like she'll be confident in her ground game as well. Your opponent, she's winless in the UFC. She's likely probably going to get cut if she you know, loses another fight. Do you believe this factor makes fighters more dangerous or are they more open to being finished because of the urgency, I guess? I don't know. It might, it really is the fighter, I guess, how they deal with pressure because it definitely puts a lot of pressure on you in that situation, whether where it's your job on the line, you got to win or you, you're losing. Like, it's my way to pay the bills, you know, so it's not on the line. So I feel like it just depends on the fighter. You're on the verge of the top 15 in the rankings. Do the rankings really matter to you, or are you just going to continue fighting whoever they give you? Um, I'm always ready to fight. I don't care who it is. I'm always ready to go. 
Um, it really doesn't matter to me. I'm only 23. I'm still young in this sport. I have tons of time to get out, and I'm willing to work my way up there. So it doesn't matter who's next. <laughs> Recently in the news, your former opponent from Tough 26, Barb Honchak, she got cut from the UFC. Well, I wonder. I was wondering your thoughts on her as a fighter and and somewhat of a, I guess, a pioneer for the sport. Honestly, I didn't even see that she got cut from the UFC, but I don't think that's just. I feel like she definitely, like, she, she's definitely better than a lot of girls that are up there, you know? Like, obviously, her, she's older, but I don't think that's right it, that she got cut because she's definitely a game opponent still. Like, I, I would like a rematch still, so. <laughs> just for, just, you just want her in the UFC so you could get that <laughs> fight back, right? <laughs> <laughs> get that one back yeah um a fight that's not yet announced but it seems like the ufc wants to put together jessica i versus you know um the champion um do you think that she deserves the next shot at 125 or do you see someone else as a clear-cut title challenger um i feel like she's probably the one who differ uh, who deserves it the most right now at least she's ranked number one and she's won her last few fights, but um, I still don't think that's a good matchup uh, for her. I feel like Valentina's just at a point where she's so far ahead of the, a lot of the girls in the division that a lot of people who challenge, they just won't have a chance. <laughs> I feel like we need, to, like, the division needs to build up a little bit more. Like, you look at the 115ers and, like, the top five, top ten fillers, where the 125ers, we still need to build it up a little bit more. When you look at the 125 division, you got fighters coming up from 115, and then you got fighters coming down from 135. Who do you feel are the strongest in the division that come from these weight classes? Um, I don't. I'm trying to think of it. Uh, I know Ashley Evan Smith is up there, but even the, like she was actually offered to me a couple months ago, and I took that like I accepted it, but then they ended up giving it to Andrea Lee. Uh, but it's like I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of girls that it's just uh, like I don't know. There's not a lot of competition. I feel like at 125, like there's some good girls, but they're not that far ahead of me, you know. Definitely, you have been very impressive since your debut. Uh, yeah, the last fight was a hiccup on the road, but. I see that you got you have a bright future. February twenty third, UFC Prague is going to be the start of something new in two thousand nineteen. Thank you for your time, Jillian, and uh, good luck on your fight. Oh, thank you so much for having me.